I'm Mike. Some of you know me from the Twisted Cape. Some of you know me because Party Rock is in the house tonight. Everybody just have a good time. But regardless of how you know me, you know I love comics, and that's what we talk about on this podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Mike's Big Stack. Oh, hell yeah, my thickies. Welcome to the show, everyone. Recording, as always, at Thickness Central. And again, welcome back to Season 2 of Mike's Thick Stack. We're still looking for YouTube and Twitch subscribers, so follow us on those two platforms, all at the Twisted Cape No Spaces. As always, we start with the city shoutouts, beginning with Minneapolis, Minnesota. Thanks for tuning in. Richardson, Texas, thanks for coming back. We appreciate you hanging out and enjoying our shows. Crest Hill, Illinois. Man, it's so great to see you. Pottstown, Pennsylvania. What, what? Thanks for popping in. Henrico, Virginia. Thanks so much. And finally, our boys down in Knoxville, Tennessee. Thanks for listening and coming back as always, friends. And now we're going to hop on over to Mike's Thickometer. Oh, yeah. Mike's Thickometer. So thick I call it Thick Foles. This week clocks in at a 4 out of 10. Eh, you know, we've had bigger weeks. We've had bigger weeks. We will have bigger weeks. But, you know, it's nice to get these small boys in there sometimes, too. All right, there is only one Marvel book, so we're going to go ahead and start with that Marvel book, which is Death of Doctor Strange, Avengers number 1. I gave this a 3.5 out of 5. The Avengers deal with their clash with the three mothers and a lot of the juggernaut, bitch! I love it so much. It's such a good video. Go back and watch that. Anyway, as the Avengers deal with being wiped by the three mothers, a new threat emerges that looks a lot like Juggernaut. They get word of a disturbance and they come across a bomb in the Everglades. Iron Man stays to disarm the bomb as the rest of the team goes after the multiple Juggies. Tony ends up in Cytorax Dimension as the Avengers whoop a bunch of these juggernaut copies. But Tony comes back after the revelation that this is all being caused by a grieving child. He stops Thor from destroying the kid and the kid shares their grief and also the stakes that, that are incredibly high. He stops Thor from destroying the kid and the kid shares their grief with the world and also the fact that the stakes are incredibly high moving forward. Pros are how I like that this story puts this man of science, Tony, specifically, into a mystical situation. Also, I like that instead of punching the way out of the solution, the solution is to let the thing that they were trying to stop just kind of happen. The cons are that it has kind of a little bit of a Raiders situation here. Without the Avengers, the story would have been the exact scene. The other con is that my copy started to fall apart because the staples didn't hold, but that's more a personal grievance than anything else. I know it feels like we haven't been doing this very long, and that's because we haven't, but we're going to take a, a quick break, we're going to get into these DC books, and we'll bring this baby home. Bringing this baby home. Stick around. Hey everybody, Sam here from the Twisted Cape. If you haven't already done so, be sure to check out the Twisted Cape's Tee Public page, which we have live right now for you to purchase any and all of your clothing needs with Twisted Cape logos on them. We got shirts, socks, maybe. Wow. We got other shirts with hoods on them, and they have longer sleeves. So warm. 
we got everything you could ever want with Twisted Cape logos on them. So, again, please be sure to check out the Twisted Cape's Tee Public page. Check out the link in the description and be sure to pick up your favorite stuff right now. Thanks, everybody. And now, back to Mike's Thick Stack. Hello, I'm Anthony. And I'm Dr. Issues. And we're hosts of Capes on the Couch, the podcast where comics get counseling. Superheroes don't always get to go home happy. That's where we come in. We offer psychiatric and mental health analysis of comic book characters. So check us out at capesonthecouch.live and across all social media platforms at Capes on the Couch. Hey everyone, Jesse here from the Twisted Cape. I wanted to take a minute to give a huge thank you to all of you that have supported us over the years, both here on Mike's Thick Stack and on the Twistcast. If you haven't already, you'd be doing us a huge favor by rating both shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you happen to be listening. And while you're dropping us that five-star rating, feel free to drop us a review letting us know what you like about the shows. Your feedback helps us to make the shows as fun as possible. All right, I've wasted enough of your time now. Back to the show. It feels like that break was longer than that first section of books, but here we are. Starting with the DC books, we're going to jump straight in with Batman number 116. I gave this a 4 out of 5. This is the penultimate Fear State issue and the second Batgirl story. It starts with Ghostmaker fighting the Magistrate and Poison Ivy arguing with Master Wise. Scarecrow and Batman square off as Crean tries to use Peacekeeper 01 and Miracle Molly against him. Crane loses control and gets shot by Peacekeeper 01, leading to him and Batman brutally throwing down. This one ends with Harley introducing Ivy to Ivy? Some uh, some mystery going on there. In Batgirls, Cass and Steph get surrounded by the Magistrate at the Clock Tower. They escape moments before it's blown up. They change into civilian clothes and become distraught when they are labeled as terrorists. Pros start with the art in this. Both stories have an incredible look and feel. Also, this issue is written much better than previous issues. Cons are that the sporadic uses of Ghostmaker and Poison Ivy stories in this book. I don't understand what was trying to happen here, and it kind of feels like they're throw-ins. Next up, we have Batman Superman Authority Special Number 1. I gave this a 3.75 out of 5. Batman essentially uses Superman's team to accomplish a goal to see if they're good enough. Batman finally meets Superman's band, I mean team, with an excellent exchange between Batman and Midnighter. He tells them about a planet with an Al Ghul dictatorship that is looking to conquer other worlds, which gives them their mission to rescue Batman's contact and cut that world off from theirs. After a quick training session, they head out and almost immediately get ambushed, and June gets taken. There's a good deal of fighting and a cool Midnighter Batman team up. The team is victorious, but we find out that the dictator on the other world is Bruce, not Raish. Pros lie in the different art styles for the different worlds, and as always, the difference between Batman and Superman and their friendship. The art for Earth is clean, while the dictator's world is wildly different. At the core, Batman and Superman's friendship comes through. Cons lie in the fact that we've done the Dark Bruce thing already, so no thank you. No, no thank you. Don't want it. Next up we have Dark Knights of Steel number one. I gave this a 4.75 out of 5. Tom Taylor and Yasmin Putri start a fantasy-inspired story centering on Bruce and Clark. This alternate world has Jor-El and Lara come to Earth while Lara is still pregnant and land just as Lara gives birth. 
as they arrive, Constantine warns King Jefferson Pierce that they're here and they bring about the kingdom's end. Time jump to 19 years later where Cal and Bruce are hanging out together. Bruce and Alfred are on their way out and Cal wants to go, which Bruce refuses and goes to meet Richard and Duke, Nightwing and Signal. If you're into actual reality stuff, not alternate reality stuff. He comes across Dinah who blasts him and he survives somehow. As she prepares to blast him again, Cal shows up and Bruce knocks her out. They go back to court and have a disagreement in front of Jorel and Laura. As Jorel and Bruce talk outside, Oliver's arrow gets a power up from a lantern ring and Jorel is killed. Bruce cradles the corpse and his eyes glow red. Pros of the depth of the story that's going on here. I couldn't succinctly sum this up because there's so much going on with the building of a whole new world. I love the way this looked too. Cons are that there's no possible way to understand this world's politics in just one issue, and I already want the next one. Next up, we have Human Target number one. I also gave this a 4.75 out of 5. Christopher Chance is poisoned and looks to solve his own murder before he dies. We get a montage up front, as well as Christopher Chance's death, and then we see how we get there. He did a stand-in for Lex Luthor and took a bullet for him, and then stopped his attacker. As he talks to Luthor the next day, he ingests poison alcohol. His car crashes and he gets checked in with the Justice League and discovers that it's a poison that he can't get out but only slow down. He tells Dr. Midnight to keep it to himself because he doesn't want Batman solving his murder. Turns out the poison came from the Justice League International. Pros are holy shit this art. Greg Smallwood does his best work since his run on Moon Knight in my opinion. Tom King also writes a much more focused and tight book. I'm a little mad that this is a miniseries. The cons, and this is minor, center on the fact that this starts with a common Tom King kind of opening. I think he's a good writer and blows it out of the water in the rest of the book, but the intro feels a little too familiar. Next, we have Icon and Rocket number four, which I give a three and a half out of five. Icon and Rocket face their toughest test yet, Rocket's mom. Icon and Rocket rescue Rocket's mom from Benedict. Icon throws down with him, but it doesn't go great. Rocket finds him as Giomara goes after Benedict. Icon recovers, and they get Rocket's mom, and she gives them the business. Giomara goes back to her base, and it seems like there are some villains there that she's associated with. Pros are the writing. I love how Rocket's mom becomes a focus in this and reacted like a typical black mom. I also love the exchange in the barbershop. Just classic. Cons are how I wish we had more understanding of the villains of this world. We just don't know enough yet. Next up, we have Justice League Infinity number 5, which I gave a 3.75 out of 5. The League frees an oppressed world and its heroes, but some teammates have paid a price. The League is reunited with Diana, and Superman tells her about how they liberated a world from Vandal Savage's Nazi regime. Superman and President Superman squared off against Brainiac in this encounter. They stop Savage and find a captive version of Jean, who passes on knowledge to this team's John and then dies. After the story wraps, the Lees find their friends floating in a void. Pros are that I love how this has the art style of the Justice League Unlimited series, and it's a constant draw for me. Also, two Superman taking down a bunch of Nazis and one of them is black? I'm here for it. Cons are that after the last issue, this doesn't feel quite as impactful. It's almost like this issue and the last one should have been swapped in some way. All right, finally here we have Teen Titans Academy number seven, which I gave a three and a half out of five. 
The team, specifically Greg, deals with a Gorilla Grodd attack. Summer, Stitch, Diego, and Tress all follow Greg, who is with his uncle Grodd, who has mind-controlled the town. The rest of the crew shows up, and they get mind-controlled as well, except Summer. Greg explains he's trying to stop Grodd, and she goes for help. The Titans show up, and it paves the way for a Greg vs. Grodd showdown. By trusting Summer, Greg defeats Grodd, but still has hope for his uncle. Pros are the art in this, but I love how Rafa Sandoval does hair in this issue. They're just big sweeping curves, and that's a nice change of pace. Cons for me lie in the fact that I'm largely reading this book for the adult Titans, but I understand we're trying to introduce new heroes. It's still frustrating for someone who loves those characters, who doesn't really have many options to read those heroes right now. All right, here we go with the weekly ranking, my new favorite part, eight books overall, and here's how it shakes out. Starting at the top, Human Target number one, followed by Dark Knights of Steel number one, Batman number 116, and Justice League Infinity number five. After that, in the bottom half, we have Batman Superman Authority Special number one, Death of Doctor Strange Avengers number one, Icon and Rocket number four, and Teen Titans Academy number seven. As we start to wrap up, if you want to be on the show, hit us up on Twitter at SpiderMike29 or at the Twisted Cape. Looking ahead to next week, I'm looking forward to reading Amazing Spider-Man number 78, The Thing number one, and Venom number one. On the DC side, I'm looking at reading Action Comics number 1036, The Joker number 9, and Robin and Batman number 1. A little switch on the, uh, the typical way we say that. Alright, follow us on all the socials, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, all at The Twisted Cape, no spaces, and a link is in the show notes if you decide to go at it from that route. We do a weekly show on YouTube, and we stream on Twitch at least once a week. As far as all the others, if you follow us, we will follow you in return. If you really like us and our shows, feel free to grab some of our merch from TeePublic, which has a link in the show notes. Finally, feel free to shoot us feedback on this show to thetwistedcape at gmail.com, and make sure you use the subject line MTS. Thanks for tuning in, so until next time, I'm running through these hoes like Drina. Stay safe, wear a mask, please get that vaccine, and most importantly, stay twisted. Fix that.